Welcome to Mornings with Yvette de Conservarica. Thank you for sharing your Sunday morning with me. Nothing better than a great cup of cafecito in the morning. Delicious. So, uh, first of all, I want to apologize for not having a show uh, last Sunday, but I wanted to spend my Mother's Day uh, Sunday with my family. And um, so what I did was I unplugged myself from technology and just spent a quiet day with my kids, my dog, and my husband. Uh, we had a nice quiet uh, day at home uh, filled with love. And um, I hope everyone uh, had a nice day too. I wanted to share with you, um, I'm sure we all got our cards and gifts. So as you know, I have two sons, one is 14 and one is 12. So my 12-year-old is a little social butterfly. He's not shy. He's very uh, affectionate, um, huggy-huggy, you know, uh, funny. And then I have my 14-year-old. Uh, which is the total opposite. He's shy, uh, reserved, and doesn't show his emo emotions as much as my little one. So his uh, Mother's Day card really, really, like, made me emotional. And um, I'm going to read you what he wrote so maybe you understand. Um, he really poured his uh, affection and feelings towards me in the card uh, it says dear mama you are my friend my spirit and my influence towards success there's no replacement for you you're the best and will be the best forever happy mother's day love zachary so um see i'm getting emotional again this really like made my heart sing because like i said he's not one to show affection all the time But he really poured uh, into this card uh, exactly how he feels about me. And it makes me uh, feel loved and proud of him. Uh, so to all the mothers out there, I hope you had a wonderful Mother's Day. I did. Uh, so another thing I wanted to do today is uh, congratulate Mike Garcia. As we all know, uh, Mike Garcia... Um, a Republican uh, just won California 25th Congressional District. This is a big win uh, for many reasons. Mike Garcia is a Republican, but it's also a son of Mexican immigrants, a Navy veteran, and the first Hispanic Republican to represent California since 1873 when Romualdo Pacheco represented the 4th District. This is a great win for Republicans, and it's even a greater win for Hispanic Americans. Um, we need uh, more representation in Congress. Uh, we need to get more involved in politics. We need to get involved in the process. We need to have a voice. Uh, we need to make sure that we register to vote. We need to make sure that when the time comes, we go out and vote. We need to make sure to do our own research and make sure that we're voting for those that are um, going to work towards what we want. Um, I am a small business owner, so I'm always for lower taxes. Uh, I'm always for less government. Uh, 
um, always for um, uh, just better opportunities for me to be able to make as much money as I can. Um, we shouldn't be restricted. Uh, government is not responsible to support me because first of all, government doesn't have any money. It works with our money, with the we the people money. Um, so uh, those who think things are free, nothing is free. It's being paid for uh, by our taxes. Uh, and and uh, those that own small businesses know that we get taxed a lot. Actually, uh, until President Trump came along, uh, we were paying much higher taxes. Now, uh, President uh, Trump came in, and um, last year was the first year that I saw a little bit um, of relief on my taxes, and I appreciate that very much because the more money that's in my pocket, meaning in, it, that that stays in my business, it's the more money I can uh, give to the community, the more uh, money I can pay out to my employees, uh, the more I can invest in my business, and um, the more good uh, I can do uh, instead of the government uh, just spending my money and wasting it, which is what, what they're good at. Um, so, we know what's best for our family. You know what's best for your family. I know what's best for my family. So according to what you want to accomplish, just read the platform of your candidates. Read the read what each party is all about. The reason why I'm a Republican, I already said in my first video, but it's because I believe in, um, in what the Republican Party uh, uh, platform says, uh, less government, lower taxes, um, and all those things, I am pro-life, um, uh, Second Amendment right, I believe in that. I believe in the Constitution. So, uh, freedom of religion, I believe in all those things. And because of that, I, I am a conservative and I vote Republican. So, what I say to you is, I'm not here preaching politics or telling you how to vote. What I'm saying to you is that you don't got to do your own homework and see what is important to you. And then vote according to that. Don't vote because somebody tells you to vote for somebody. Don't vote because the media tells you that this is good and this is bad. Only you can make that decision with information that you can gather, you can research, uh, you can have conversations. And then after that, then you make your decision and then you go out and vote. Uh, so please make sure you do that. Please make sure you register to vote and that you go out and vote and as a hispanic american i tell you this election will be decided by us so we need to register we need to go out and vote and we need to uh, make our voices heard and remember that your vote is your voice so it's important that you get involved in the process so i'm gonna uh, also make a comment regarding uh general flynn's um that's been all over the news um so what i say to you is that today's a three-star general and tomorrow it could be you as we all know the founding fathers the framers of the constitution wanted to form a government that did not allow one person to have too much authority or control so well, under the rule of the British king, they learned that this could be a bad system. I mean, giving the power to one person, it's, it's, it's really bad. Um, so with all this in mind, uh, the framers wrote the Constitution 
to provide for a separation of powers or three separate branches of government. Each has its own responsibilities and at the same time, they work together to make the country run smoothly and to assure that the rights of citizens are not ignored or disallowed. So this is done through checks and balances. So as you know, the legislative branch makes the laws, executive branch enforces the laws, and the judicial branch interprets the laws. We cannot and we should not use any of these to gain political power, meaning that spying on somebody just because of politics, that is wrong. And that's what they did with Flynn. He was spied on. There was no reason to do that. There was no reason to do that. They used the courts for political power because the bottom line is they couldn't allow him to be there because he would be one that would discover what they've been doing this whole time. The corruption, it's deep, and he would have said something. He would have found out. So today it's him, tomorrow it could be you. So we need to be careful and not be blinded by our political views. As Americans, this should be a concern to all of us. It's not about being Republican or Democrat. It's about being Americans. And this should be a concern. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, I, uh, Like I said, I'm not here to push politics on you. We're just here to talk about things that are going on. And I would give you my comments on what's in the news or um, things that are going around the country. Um, I made a comment the other day about schools. So you already know I have two sons. One is in high school and then the other one is in middle school. So I send them to school. I think teaching, it's a calling. I don't think everybody uh, it's caught up for that. I know I'm not. I've been a substitute teacher before and I have much respect for teachers. Uh, a lot of them do a wonderful job, but not all of them are good. Uh, we just have to be really realistic with things. I mean, uh, it's just like doctors. Some are good and some are not. That's just life. So the other day I was watching um, when uh, I guess it was implied. I was watching in TV. It was implied that schools wouldn't open and I, I posted on social media that school better open schools better open in the fall I think it's what my post said and I got got a few comments of course I got some yeah you know I feel the same way and then I get the ones that do not agree with what I'm saying which is okay we're in a free country but the funny thing is uh, I read the comments and some of the People that commented, uh, I know for a fact they don't have children in school right now. So that was kind of funny because those were the ones that said to me, oh, you know, kids should stay home and uh, parents should take care of them. Um, so I want to say, you know, I send my, my kids to school. I don't homeschool. So 
in the fall, I hope the schools open because I am not a teacher. And unfortunately, if this doesn't happen, the communities that will be affected the most are the minority communities and the underprivileged communities. So this is not fair. I mean, there's parents. I mean, I have a master's degree. I have a higher level of education than a lot of other parents. Um, and I'm still having trouble trying to uh, figure out how to uh, help my seventh grader, which is the, he's the one that's having the most trouble. So I can't imagine what parents that, uh, first of all, have a language barrier, second of all, have little to no education, are coping with trying to help their kids at home. And on top of this, some of them lost their jobs or some of them have to work from home. And a lot of them have two, three, four, four kids. I mean, I know people that have eight. So schools need to open. I mean, we need the school system to open. And they, I'm sure there's ways that they can open and make it a little bit safer. And, 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 and we can take all the precautions we, we can um, just to make it make sure it works. But just like reo reopening the country, we cannot live in fear. Living in fear is not living. I mean, this is crazy that 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 we are afraid um, because this virus, you know, we need to stay home because the virus is going to kill everybody. Let me tell you something. As a mother, I am fearful of a lot of things. Um, I am fearful of drunk drivers. So when my 14-year-old starts um, driving, I am fearful that he's going to get in the car and somebody that have, has have been drinking is going to be driving out there and now something might happen to my to my child. Yeah, I'm fearful. I, I have concerns. But guess what? I have to let my child learn how to drive and there's going to be common time when he's going to get his car and he's going to go drive out there. I can't I can't imprison him in my home because I'm afraid that a drunk driver might hit his car. Let's go with food. Okay, so some foods, they say, you know, cost this and you could die from eating those foods and you should have eaten those foods. So now, fearful. So what are you going to do? I mean, we cannot live in fear. As a mother, I have children. And yes, I, 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 I'm always afraid that something is going to happen to them. I'm always, I always want to protect them. I always want to keep them safe. But guess what? I can't increase on them in my own home. I can't be there 24 hours a day watching over them. I have to let them fly away. I have to let them be free to make their own mistakes and to live their own lives. That's what it's all about. So we need to conquer the fear that that they're feeding us, the narrative that we're all going to die and, and, and this is going to be like um, uh, the worst epidemic ever. I mean, they make it sound like it's, it's the end of the world. This needs to stop. First of all, the numbers don't add up to all the 
narrative that they've been saying that oh my god this is this is gonna be like I don't know millions and millions of people dying they don't add up second of all when you hear all these people that are gonna gain financially from this then it makes you wonder I have nothing to gain from this pandemic nothing I have much more to lose But then you hear all these people that are making decisions and are involved in all these things. And then you hear that they have something to, um, some financial gains to, to come from, from all this. It's kind of crazy. So it makes you, I don't know, makes you think twice of the real motives behind feeding this fear every day to people. And we cannot allow that. In this, if, if, if we let fear take a hold of our lives, we're not going to live. We're going to be like dead. We might as well just be dead. Because let me go back to things that have happened in history that if it wasn't because of courageous men and women, they would have never happened. Those people did not let fear conquer them. We would still have slaves if they didn't have the courage to stand up and say enough is enough. Women today would have no rights if we didn't stand up and say enough is enough. So I am telling you that we need to stand up today and say enough is enough. We cannot continue In this path we need to get back to opening the country and let people go back to work I have a really good friend of mine he's a hairstylist he's actually my hairstylist he hasn't had an income for two months zero in the meantime he has rent to pay uh, electricity phone He needs food, uh, car payment, you name it. He has his bills to pay. Zero income for two months. He applied for unemployment. Hasn't heard anything. For some reason, they said he didn't qualify for the $1,200 uh, check from the IRS. Uh, he called the bank to see if he could do something with the SBA. They told him no because he wasn't set up as a business. There was always an excuse. Well, bottom line is he's in zero income. He's had to go to food pantries to get uh, food. He's had to go other places to get help because in two months, he hasn't been able to work. And like him, there's many more, many more stories. I mean, he's a single guy, but imagine now that situation and then having a spouse and children. I can tell you from experience that my grocery bills have maybe tripled because you have this, your children at home and all they do is eat. So now there's an extra expense. And for those that haven't been able to work, imagine that. Imagine the stress that they're going through. You know, another thing that should concern us is, you know, those kids that can't go to school now because 
schools are closed and schools were the only outlet they had to get out of the abusive homes that they live in. Hey, let's not be blinded. There's child abuse out there and a lot of it. And I know the numbers are going up because now we have kids at home. You're going to add the stress the parents are having. And I'm sure if there were abuse before, it's it's now even worse. It's the same thing with domestic violence. I mean, now you have people not working at home, financial stress, and women that were being abused before, those numbers are going up. There's even more women being abused. And maybe men too, because men do do go, you know, do get abused too. Uh, another concern should be drugs, depression, mental health, suicides, all those things. And you're talking about those things are happening probably not to the most vulnerable because those are the healthy people that are, that are doing that. So we need to think of those people too. And we cannot live in fear. Now we know enough about this virus that we can take precautions and go back to what your parents used to tell you all the time. Make sure you wash your hands really good. Don't be touching everybody. Don't be hugging everybody. Don't let people kiss you all the time. You know, uh, don't invade personal space. Those are things that have been, been told to us since we were kids. For Hispanics, it's a little tough because we are very social. We hug each other. We, you know, it's it, it, it's 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 very difficult for us. But we're learning. It's it's part of of the process um, of being more careful. Um, but viruses, bacterias, I mean, they're out there. We cannot live in fear. We cannot. We have to be smart about the decisions we make and fortunately enough we live in a country that we have rights and we have freedom and if you choose to stay home then that is your right but then those that decide to go out make a living those that decide to go out and not wear masks that's their right too we just need to respect each other the constitution gives us It's a document, and that document, it's all about our individual rights. We're not a collective country. Our rights are based individually, So, and they're God-given rights. So saying that, do not live in fear. Don't let the media feed you that negativity and that narrative that to scare you. Because we might never be able to come back from this economic disaster. And the truth is, I believe in my heart that if this continues, the only person that can bring us back to a healthy economy is Donald J. Trump. That's my opinion. You can disagree. I respect your opinion, but that's my opinion. He's a businessman. And when you own a business and you run a business, it's all about 
making sure that you do not waste money and making sure that you make profits. We need to stop bailing out these Democrat states. Those states were gone because they have too many social programs to, that, to be really honest with you, do not benefit American citizens. So we need to stop. We the people, they work for us. We do not work for them. And it is time that we stand up and remind them that they're there because we put them there. And just as we put them there, we can take them out. This is why it's important that you go out and vote. Because I think they forget that the power is to the people. And we put them there so they could make decisions that would benefit us. We didn't put them there so they could become billionaires and take care of their billionaire friends. Because now we're left behind. The working class has been left behind. And it's time that the sleeping giant wakes up and takes control back to we the people. So remember that. Make sure you register to vote. Make sure you go out and vote. It is extremely important. The future of this country is at stake and we see it every day. Don't let the government, do not allow the government to tell you what's best for your family. Because only you, the person that loves your family, knows what's best for them. We're only numbers to the government. Only numbers. Family, it's everything. So remember that when you go vote. Remember that you're the one that makes decisions for you and your family. And we know what's best for our families. So remember that on the other side of fear, there's a freedom. Thank you for sharing your Sunday morning with you. And don't forget to keep sending me emails at theconservarican at gmail.com and you can send me your uh, comments if you want me to talk about a particular subject and I want to say thank you for all those emails, all those people that have been emailing me, supporting my uh, show on Sundays and that are um, those patriots are there that are fighting each day uh, for our country God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. You have a wonderful, wonderful day. God bless you. Bye-bye.